Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Yesterday, I talked about a con artist, I mean a consultant, and their advice on nine successful things food truck owners have in place. Let's look at what I think about, this is probably the other side of the coin, maybe, I don't know. The title of it is 10 Tips for Preventing Food Truck Failure. Okay. Now, this was posted on the largest private Facebook group that has food trucks as a topic. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. That food truck group was recently acquired by a food truck builder. So, here is the list. Number one, develop an identity and stick to it. Okay. Number two, analyze your market carefully. Number three, write a business plan. Number four, plan for a year's worth of capital. Number five, hire and train wisely. Number six, have a grand opening. Number seven, ensure consistency. Number eight, control your food cost. Number nine, solicit opinions other than your own. And number ten, be a present leader. Interestingly, those failure prevention tips are not the most common reasons for failure. The top reason food trucks fail is money management. Specifically, tax and expense related money management. Sales tax not paid on time. Payroll taxes ignored. Money for permit renewals not available. Monthly due dates are suddenly starting to get missed and that leads to late fees which is even more money the business does not have. But nowhere up there did it say pay your bills on time. Nowhere up there did it say pay your taxes on time. So tell me, which of those 10 tips help with that? Well, of course, it's number four. Plan for a year's worth of capital. Well, having the money in the bank to pay those expenses is great, but what about next year when that money's gone? Are we just assuming the business is growing and will sustain itself next year? The first time that you dip into that reserve, no matter when it is, whether it's day one or day 50, once you dip into it, that means your business is not sustaining itself. That's a signal, and that signal is, dude, you got a problem. You paid the bills, but there's no pain associated with that payment because, hey, you already had the money there. Yay, wonderful. What happens in month number two when you don't have money? Oh, yeah, we just dip into the capital reserve again. No big deal. And then what about the next month? Eh, no big deal. We got money. We got enough money for a whole year. And then what do you do? You go out of business. You just put it off a year. So what about number eight? Does that help? It's control your food cost. Does that prevent failures? Well, guess what? You can have a perfect food cost and not make any money. Oh my goodness. Why is that, you say? Because the sales are not high enough in the first place to cover all the other expenses. So let's do a super easy example. Let's say you've been lucky enough to get great prices on all your fixed expenses. And remember, fixed expenses are the ones that got to be paid whether you're open or closed. So let's say you got your fixed expenses down to 10 bucks a day. So you are a genius with money. $10 a day pays your fixed expenses. And let's say you have a perfect food cost 
and I recommend 25%. So you can hit that consistently. You don't waste one quarter of an ounce of salt. You hit 25% every single day you're open. Now with the remaining variable expenses, and you know those are the ones that change as your sales go up and down, and that would be things like a variable labor cost, it would be your marketing, it would be your repair and maintenance, it would be those kind of expenses. So let's just say that you have that all under control too, because you're awesome, and you have that down to 15%. Your break-even point mathematically is $16 a day. That's awesome. So are you with me? So now let's say the only product you sell costs you 25 cents and you sell it for a dollar. 25% food cost. You have no prep, no over-portioning over waste, and you only cook when something is sold. So you cannot have waste. So let's say today you sell 10 of your amazing products and you used exactly $2.50 in food cost. Because remember, $10 is what you got in sales. So $2.50 in food cost. And that gives you that perfectly controlled food cost of 25%. But you made no money. Remember the break-even was $16. And you only did $10 in sales. Okay, I know. It's small numbers. So you're going big deal. You're just making that up. All right, let's add two more zeros. Let's say $1,600 is your break-even point. But you only did $1,000. That's $600 shortfall. But you had perfect food cost. Running a perfect food cost most likely means you're consistent. So if you stack number seven on top of number eight, and number seven was ensure consistency, control your food cost. So you stack those two together and guess what? Still can go out of business. So how about number six? And number six was grand opening. Do you really think a grand opening will prevent your failure in the future? Certainly that grand opening you had two years ago has absolutely nothing to do with what you're facing today. If you opened your business in 2019, had a super grand opening, I guarantee you that grand opening has no impact on what you're doing today. So why is grand opening even on the list? People can not have grand openings and succeed, so are we just fluffing out the list just for fun? Number nine was solicit other people's opinions. Well, you should be doing that. You should be asking for reviews anyway. But the missing advice here is to record those opinions and act on trends. One complaint of cold food, that's an incident. It happens. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But one time is an incident. Two times we get cold food complaints in a short amount of time. Well, that sadly is a coincidence. It's certainly bad, but it isn't anything you can act on just yet. But what happens when you get three or more complaints in a very short amount of time? Now you got a pattern. Now you got something you can act on. And you can fix that pattern. If you ask for feedback and then don't bother to improve on it, just don't even bother wasting your breath seeking the feedback. Basically, that list is something for the builder to demonstrate that they know all about the food industry and they care about your success. You know what? I would rather a food truck builder demonstrate to me that they have an expertise in building stuff. That's what matters to me. This manufacturer just put a food truck on the street so they can claim they know all about street food vending because you know, they're one of us now. But doesn't that break their own advice? Remember, number 10 was be a present leader, which reads... And I quote, Don't confuse physical presence with micromanagement. Work hard and set an example. If you display dedication and commitment, you may inspire your team to show the same level of commitment. Unquote. That's how they explain number 10. And that's fancy words that should apply to the build team, the people that are building the food trailers and the food trucks. 
the owner, the dude in charge, should work hard and set an example on how to build a food truck. Not sticking one out on the street to show that, hey, I'm one of y'all, but I'm also a competitor now, so I'm sorry the people that live in my community, I'm taking a little bit of your sales away, but, you know, there's plenty enough to go around. What do you got to worry about? When I talk about being present, I mean your mind and your body are in the same place at the same time. You singly focus on the task that's in front of you. Your hands are doing what your mind is telling them to do. Your hands aren't wrapping a sandwich while you're wondering about, I wonder how the kids are today. I wonder if they got their homework done. I wonder if the house is being cleaned up while I'm gone. When you're doing those kind of things, you are not present. Your mind and your body are not in the same place at the same time. So you figure when this moonlighting builder owner is out on the food truck, you figure he is thinking about how the main business, the one that set up the food truck, you figure he's probably worried about how the production line's going. Are they on time with getting those builds out like they should be? Is there an equipment shortage that's impacting? So who do you think's getting good service? Is it going to be the client of the food builder? Or the guest that's coming up to order some food. Do you want to think that the food is being prepared by somebody who's not fully there? Oh, they forgot something on my sandwich. Well, you know why? Because their brain is not where their hands are. So which consumer's getting slighted? There's that old saying about serving two masters. It simply cannot be done. As a builder, the focus should be on building, period. Not trying to be one of us and taking a few photo ops in a food truck that you claim to own. You want to be the best in your business, then focus on being the best in your business. I couldn't do what I'm doing today, helping you guys be successful, if I was still running my food truck, my food trailer, and my restaurants. Could not be done. Because at that point, I'm not focused on what's in front of me. So if you want to be the best you can be, put your mind and your body in the same place at the same time and work on one thing at a time and be the absolute best at it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades-old veterans. And they've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I've got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you with your food truck business.